Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to welcome another member of the Muse Board of Directors to the podcast today. Melissa Hall has an exciting and interesting healthcare journey. Melissa's journey has led her from patient care as a family nurse practitioner to a role in IT as CIO, and has recently moved into a clinical nursing leadership role as Chief Nursing Officer at Calvert Health Systems located in Prince Frederick, Maryland. I'm looking forward to Melissa sharing with listeners today about her recent presentation at the Muse Executive Institute, her role on the Muse Board, and a unique approach to her healthcare leadership. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, TJ. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about Calvert Health and your team there. Sure. So Calvert Health is a standalone rural-based hospital, and we're in Southern Maryland. It's about 30 miles southeast of D.C., so we're right on the Chesapeake Bay, the western side of the Chesapeake Bay, so not in the eastern shore. The joke about living here is that we're 30 miles from almost everything, and it takes about an hour to get everywhere. Calvert is 100 years old. We actually celebrated our 100th anniversary a couple of years ago, and it is the only hospital in the county, so we serve everything. But we also partner with other institutes outside just because of where we're located. We have Hopkins near us. We have University of Maryland. We have George Washington. We have a, a lot of different children is around near us too. So we tend to send our triage, our patients out to there if it's something that we cannot service here. We are the largest private employer of the county. You know, it's an interesting place, a lot of interesting culture here. So it's Great. cool. And tell us about your EHR environment, kind of what systems you're running in your acute and ambulatory spaces and anything that might be unique to your facility. Sure. So we are on Meditech Expanse Web. We're on 2.1. And actually, on the 19th, next week here, we're actually going to go live with 2.2 on the acute side. So we have been running Meditech at this organization since probably the late 80s, early 90s. So it's been a long, long time. We were actually on Magic and then went to 615 and then to Expanse. Our ambulatory environment runs NextGen, and we are actually moving them to Meditech Ambulatory it goes into our test system after the 2.2 upgrade. And we are intending to start a staggered go live around October 2nd of this year. So it's wow. uh, an exciting time for us. We're, we're ready. We're, when we first put in 615, the goal was to have one record. And now we're finally able to achieve that. And it's an awesome undertaking that it, it, we finally have achieved it. So we're really glad. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. That'll be a big project. How many clinics do you have that you're going to be rolling out Expanse Ambulatory to? It's about 35 providers and like three primary care and the rest are specialty. So we have actually three OB offices. We have like a, a little weird setup, but we also have bariatric surgery. We have general surgery. We have plastic surgery that they're not even on NextGen. They're on their own private EHR and they're coming over to Meditech Ambulatory. So it's a, it's a pretty cool time. Plus we have oncology. So we have to get ready for, you know, oncology web eventually. Mm -hmm. So that'll be exciting for us too. Yeah. Are you using Expanse Oncology now, just the desktop version? 
No, we are not. We had it as part of our 615 project, the goal of implementing oncology. And we decided to hold off and wait for the oncology web. We were really thought that was a better option for us. So we still don't know when we're going to implement oncology web, but it is something that we're considering and thinking about and trying to figure out how we can do it. Yeah, I think that's smart to wait for the web version of the oncology a site I was just working with, went with it and it was went really well. And then the site before that was kind of in the middle and they decided to wait and they were glad they did just because the workflow change is pretty significant for the providers. So that's smart. Yeah. Great. I could see that for sure. Great. So I'm fascinated with your path in healthcare. You know, it's it's interesting to always see someone move from clinical to IT. And then in your case, you moved to kind of black, back to clinical leadership. So tell us a little bit more about how that path came to, to be and how, you know, that, that unique background and experience shapes your decision-making and, and your relationship with both clinical and IT side of things. Yeah, it's a little different. I, of course, started my career as a nurse and I was in cardiac. And then I did oncology and a few other things. And then I got my master's and I became a family nurse practitioner and I was in private practice. And while I was in private practice, one of my nursing friends took an informaticist role for another hospital. And this was all in Northern California. I lived in wine country. So she convinced me to apply for this job because they wanted an advanced practice nurse to help with CPOE implementation. This was back when you know, CPOE was the big thing and it was the start of meaningful use. And so I decided to apply for it because I was commuting an hour and a half each way. So I was getting kind of tired of it. And the rest was history. So I got hired. I implemented CPOE. I went into consulting and then I worked for another organization that had McKesson. So I didn't just stay in Meditech. Also, as a nurse practitioner, I used I think almost every system known to man (laughs) while I was interning and throughout my career. Mm -hmm. So I've always had a tendency to have tech. I was one of those people. And then I, I moved to Calvert because they wanted somebody to help with the replacement of the Meditech Magic project. And so I had never done one from beginning to end. So I came here from California to Southern Maryland and helped with that implementation. And then as things went on, I moved up the ladder. And then about a year and a half ago, I think it was, I became the chief information officer. And so I had a a really interesting time as that. I had the stress of being that and having to oversee all of technology as a nurse and not necessarily having the skill set to understand all of the technology. The joke is that my prior CIO, my predecessor, he actually explained the network as a nervous system. Mm -hmm. And once he did that, I was like, oh, I understand that. I'm (laughs) like, you know, who? why didn't nobody explain that to me in the past? And so that was the first time I ever understood the network. Even after taking my informaticist courses Mm -hmm. and everything, I was like, it made no sense to me. (laughs) But he drew it out and it was a nervous system. Now, it was a very simplified nervous system. I get that. But it was actually excellent for me. But then when he left, I was asked to be the CIO. And so I did that role. And then we're actually going through a state of change here at Calvert. So the CNO retired and is working part-time here, but she knew that that she could not do the CNO role part-time. And we're also getting a new CEO. So the CEO starts March 1st. 
And so there was a lot of talk among the executives about stability and needing not to have a lot of change when you've got a new CEO coming in because it will stress the entire organization. So I was asked if I would become the CNO and help with that stability. And because of my nursing background and my leadership style, they felt that was a good fit. And so I had to think about it a little bit. I did. I admit it because leaving the IT role meant that, you know, I had to switch my mind because when I became IT, I had to kind of turn off a little bit of the nursing and not make nursing the main thing because I had to think about providers. I had to think about in non-clinicians, I had to think about everybody. I had to think about cybersecurity. Right. And I still have to think about that as a CNO, mm-hmm. but now I have to think, how does this impact my nurses? Mm-hmm. Yes, the providers, it might impact them a little bit, but that's not the priority. Right. I've got to think about my people. Right. And so, and, and how to improve the efficiency of their workflow without affecting the quality of care that we deliver. And so it, it really... I'm only in day 40. That's what I tell people. I count it down. I, I kind of tell them, okay, this is only day 40. I can't, I can't be thinking too, too much here. It's, it's like it's got to take this slow right. so that it's successful. But I have been able to have discussions with my nursing leaders to the point of, you know, I'm asking them, you know, how they're using the technology they have mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that we're going the right path and that they understand what's coming. You know, it. It's important that they understand why we're doing this stuff. And I would tell them that as a CIO and they accepted that. But now that I tell them it as a nurse and they they haven't argued yet. Let's just put it that way. Well, you know, it, it's such a benefit to your your team now, too, that with the background in IT and working in IT, as you know, anybody that works in IT kind of gets a full picture of the of the hospital or the organization, really. You know, because we have to have our hands in, you know, not only clinical workflows, but billing and and registration and all those things. So you kind of get a, a nice broad picture of it. And and now you can apply that knowledge to to your nursing role as well. So, and you know, I, multiple organizations that I've either worked with or interacted with, there seems, often there seems to be a bit of a rift or a, it's kind of a strong barrier between nursing and, and IT, you know, because of the, the perceived obstacle that IT puts in front of nursing and, you know, and gets in way of that sort of bedside care. But I'm sure you have a great approach of, let's not think of it as an obstacle. Let's think of it as a tool and how you can use it and make your days easier and get you at the bedside more as opposed to, you know, spending it behind a monitor or whatever. So that's very interesting. Right, right. So I know that you just got back from the Muse Executive Institute where you shared some of your journey and some of your leadership tactics there with the group there. And for any listener that may not know, Muse Executive Institute is a a newer offering from Muse. It's it's kind of an interesting combination of a vendor reverse trade show and educational content. So you get hear wonderful education from leaders, but then you also have sort of a speed dating setup where you get some time across the table from specific vendors and you kind of, when the bell rings, you move to the next table and get to hear about the next vendor and, and those sort of things. So, and it's one of the most beautiful settings that I've ever been able to attend and from the hotel to the location, to the golfing and the pool and everything. So tell us about how the conference went this year, a little bit about what you spoke on and, and any big takeaways from the event. Yeah. So, you know, as you said, it's a beautiful area of Southern California and we got lucky. The big weather that's been going around through California held off until Tuesday, the last day. So that made it really nice. And it was actually very well attended, I I feel. There was probably a, I think I, 
I counted about 35 executives, I think, that were there. Um, and we had quite a few Meditech representatives there. So we haven't always had that many. There were probably, I think there were five of them there. Okay. And so they really did spend 90 minutes with all the CIOs and the lone CNO here. They spent 90 minutes with us and just let us ask them questions and see what you know, what was coming and, and kind of talk about the issues that we're experiencing and, and how they're dealing with them and gave them also a chance to ask us what was working, what was not working, things that, you know, we felt could have worked better. So it was a very enlightening conversation with them. And it's very non-threatening, I guess is the way to say it. But it was, you know, it was actually a really, really good event with that. And I have to you know, the sharing that the different attendees did, you know, was actually very informative. We had the genomics presentation from Jackie Rice, the CIO at Frederick, and she, I think you've interviewed her, and she did a, a really good job of sharing what they've done at Frederick and why they did it that way. And then I got to present on how my transition from CIO to CNO went and what I looked at according to strategy and leadership. And so I made it really personal and not not so much about my strategy, but more about how, you know, what I looked at and how I think when I'm doing it and whether or not I was ready to be committed. Because I at one point I I think I thought I was crazy. But <laughs> it it just kinda, you know, it was good. And it was just good to hear from others what they're they're doing and how they're handling things. Mm-hmm and what they're looking for. And then Meditech talked a little bit with us about data analytics and how we're using DCA and what the good results have been and what kind of things we want to see going forward and how we want to use data. And then the reverse trade show, you know, that's always fun to do the little 10 minute speed dating Mm -hmm. kind of thing with them. Seeing vendors that you work well with, but I actually met a few vendors that I had never met before. So that was good too. So it didn't feel like I was, you know, wasting my time. Sure. So it was a very good event, I have to say. Awesome. That's that's great. Yeah, the the networking. I mean, obviously, any Muse event, the the key is the networking there, and it's it's great to hear that that was beneficial to you. And I'm sure your words and and your presentation was beneficial to others as well. So that's wonderful. That you know has been a yearly event. So hopefully that'll be an event in 2024. So. Everyone keep your calendars open for that 1st of January. On the Muse website, we'll put a link to it. You can check out the event that just occurred and what what happened and the agenda and all those exciting things that you just spoke about. So so Melissa, talk to us a little bit about your role on the Muse board. Obviously, I was lucky enough to be on the board with you for a bit, overlapped there and and got to work together some, but it was in COVID time, so it was a little bit different. But tell us about, you know, what you do on the board and what you're what you kind of enjoy about that. And then I also noticed that Alan put out a call for participation. So it looks like there's a seat that needs to be filled and just share with listeners any encouragement or any words of advice if someone out there might be thinking of joining the board. Sure. So, you know, like you said, the board is a good thing to be a part of. It's a good volunteer organization that people are committed to making sure that, you know, Muse is successful with what it's trying to do, which is educate and network and As a member of the board, I have been lucky enough to serve as the secretary for the past three years, and I recently got reelected to the board, and I'm also the secretary again. And so I took that role on again for the next year at least. And then the other position that I fill on the board is I am the person that approves all of the nursing CEUs. So 
we have an accreditation with the ANCC, the American Nursing Center, I think it is. So we have that affiliation. And in order for us to give, give CEUs, we have to have a nurse with an advanced degree as the main person that reviews the presentations and reviews the applicants to make sure that there's not any conflict and that the material that we're presenting for CEUs is actually appropriate for CEUs. So I filled that role for the conference. And then every, I think it's three or four years, Alicia told me when I was there and I still can't remember, but I actually have to help with getting the accreditation from ANCC when we get it renewed. And so I spend a lot of time working with Alicia, who does the majority of the work. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of am the face. And I'm sorry for that for her, but (laughs) that's the way it goes. So I do that with her. And it's been fun. You know, the board has a good bunch of people and they know how to work well together. We collaborate. There's experience coming from all over the nation as well as Canada. We actually have a Canadian representative on the board now. So I really feel like it's very diverse. I am the only nursing officer on the board. I admit that, but it doesn't seem to be held against me. So, (laughs) you know, it's all these IT leaders. So, but they seem to be accepting of me without any problems. So I'd say for anybody who is considering joining the board, Mm -hmm. It's a fun thing. It's a good way to learn about youth and be able to, you know, share all the different ways that Muse has helped you. Because as the board member, when the conference starts, the annual conference, the Inspire Conference, it's, you know, it's our job to help get out there and represent Muse at the conference and make sure people have the information they need and but we don't leave you hanging. It's always, you got phone a friend, you got a friend that's with you usually doing it. And so it really is a good thing, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, having served with you, I can, I can say that, you know, having a nursing background or clinical background is a, is a benefit to the board. And I'm sure it continues to, to be that way. I know we've always had a goal to have even a physician be on the board at some point. So just having IT people kind of limits the scope because Muse you know, though it is a meditech and IT heavy organization, we talk about all kinds of clinical workflows and and billing representation workflows and, mm-hmm. you know, everything, as you know. So it's good to have the membership of Muse be represented on the board level, which you're doing that for the nurses. So that's great to hear. So Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. I always like to end the podcast on a personal note, just something you'd like to share with the listeners that you have going on, a podcast you're listening to or a book you're reading or an upcoming conference or anything that you'd like to share. I did find out something interesting at Muse mm-hmm. that one of the CIOs shared with me, and it's actually called Chat GPT. Sure. And I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that is a really, really powerful, slick tool, I call it. And <laughs> I've been trying to share it with people about the fact of how you can, you know, tell it to write something and it writes something brand new that's never been written anywhere else. And thinking of the the help, it can help us in this time where we're being stressed due to the fact that we don't have enough staff. We don't have, we're being overworked. People are being dragged down by the effects of COVID and all the restrictions that we had in place. It's really cool to know there's a tool out there that you can tell it to write something and it writes it brand new. (laughs) And you may use some of it, you may use all of it, and it actually is accurate. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing to me. Yep. So I have to say that's the newest thing I I found. (laughs) 
And then the other thing about me is I kind of tell people I'm a dog parent mm-hmm. and I have two great Danes. And oh. so that makes me a little different than other people. <laughs> so I tend to share that with people yep. just so if they're dog people, they know. So I, I was a great Dane it. owner as well. We had a, a pug and a great Dane at the same time, which was an interesting pair. So, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> One of the best mm, dogs yeah, I ever there's had. A, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I tend to like them. Oh, so. absolutely. They're, they're, they're gentle giants. That's for sure. One of the best dogs I ever owned. Melissa, thank you so much again for your time and thank you for volunteering your time to be a, a Muse board member and presenting at Muse events and, and uh, taking time with me today as well. And best of luck on your new journey. I'm sure you, you'll you do a wonderful job as you've uh, proven so far. And best of luck to you in this new year. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.